What a privilege, what a joy to be here at the Great Celebration Church. I tell you, through the miracle of technology, this is gonna be seen here and also at all of our campuses in Dallas-Fort Worth. We have some in Florida and some other areas, so let's give a great round of applause to everyone. Please be seated. Please be seated. Jesus changes everything. Wow. The cross, there's the vertical aspect and the horizontal aspect. Jesus said in Matthew 22, they asked him, what are the greatest commandments? I mean, what's the deal? What's the net effect of it all? And he said, basically, love God with the totality of who you are. Then he said, love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he said. So there's a vertical aspect and a horizontal aspect. I wanna to talk to you today about the horizontal aspect of life. I wanna to talk to you today a little bit about, well, I'll tell you what, it's, it's a four-letter word I'm gonna talk about. They. They. Have you ever thought about how many times you use the pronoun they? They. And here's a question I wanna lob at you about they. What did they influence you to do that you would not have done if they hadn't been around? The sway of they, the power of they. I was blown away by how many times the, the word they is used in the Bible. The Bible is littered with they, they, they. They said, they feel, They've been coming to me. Here's how to mess somebody up. Just say, wait a minute. Who are they? When you, when you say they, who are the they in your life? Who are you walking with? Who's a part of your squad, your posse, your homies, your boys, you know, your, your, your frat, your team? Who are the they in your life? Because they always have something to say they have some serious sway. Now, you don't just fall into friendship. Whoop, tripped up and, you know. You don't just say, well, you know, I was just doing life and we just started hanging out together and, you know, now we're like, you know. No. We're intentional about friendships. And now, now when I'm talking about the they, I'm not talking about your spouse I'm not talking about your immediate family. I'm talking about friends. Friends, a foundational relationship in everyone's natural domain. Friend, a foundational relationship in everyone's natural domain. That's a friend. You have friends, I have friends. And in friendship, we're constantly walking with people, we're walking toward people, and we should be walking away from other people because some people in your life and mine keep us from being the kind of people that God desires. Obviously, we should have friends in our lives who are far away from God. When I've had the opportunity to speak in you know, different locations and situations, sometimes I've spoken to, to, to Bible colleges, sometimes I've spoken to seminaries, and I usually ask them this question. It's kind of a trick question because no one gets it. I'll go, 
Name the character qualities of Jesus. And they're like, oh, grace and mercy and the teacher and rabbi and on and on and on and on and on. But they forget one of the main things they tagged Jesus with. You know, we like to tag people these days. They tag Jesus with this phrase and they forget it every time. A friend of sinners. So it's okay to have lunch with people who are far away from God, to play golf with them occasionally, to go fishing with them and all that. That's fine. I'm talking about people, though, that you do life with. I'm talking about people that you are deeply connected with. Here's the church. There's the steeple. Open the doors and see all the people. The church should be the baseline of our relationships and our friendships. So I just want to celebrate the fact that I'm a celebration, and then let's celebrate the fact that we have some amazing people here, and we have some people here one day who will become your best friends, but you don't even know it yet. So how, how, do, I, how do I meet people? Well, ask God about it. Take the initiative. You know, roll the relational dice, take a risk. One of the best ways is to serve. If you're not serving, you're swerving. Where are you serving? At Celebration, or let me say at Fellowship Church. So as you're serving, take a look to the right, take a look to the left. Wow, you'll meet the right they in your life. So, so, so let's just... Uh, kind of talk about that and think about that. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 19. And, and, and here's, here's a scary uh, aspect of this verse. I could meet the they in your life without even knowing you, and the they would tell me exactly who you are and who I am. Let's check it out. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 19. A mirror reflects a man's face. Okay. But what he's really like is shown by the kind of friends he, he, he what? Chooses. I have an opportunity to choose who I'm going to walk with. I have that opportunity. So do you. And if you just fall into it, if you're sucked into the vortex of, you know, we were just hanging around. I don't know. I kind of just became friends with her or him. Chances are... You could be with the wrong they, 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 they. <laughs> Let's talk about some negative first stuff. Even the gospel. There's some negativity in the gospel. What's the negativity? We have to admit that we're sinners, that there's this cosmic chasm uh, between ourselves and God due to our iniquities, due to our mistakes and, 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 and our mess-ups and, and moral turnover. So here's some negative stuff negative stuff about the they. Here's some friendships that you need to walk away from. I'm just gonna tell you right now, I guarantee it, the lion's share of people in this place and in all of our different environments need to walk away from some friendships. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just difficult, but here we go. Proverbs 14, seven. I mean, this is up in our grill, man. Escape quickly. What does that mean? Quickly! From the, from the company of fools. I love the Bahamas. I, I, I mean, I, I think I'm maybe even part Bahamian. I've been over there so much. And, 
And in the Bahamas, they have a, they have a saying that says, you're doing fool, man, you're doing fool. Don't be doing fool when it comes to friendships, okay? The word fool in the original language means open. I'm just open, man. I'm just open to anything, everything, and nothing. Don't be foolish. The book of Proverbs is all about wisdom. Wisdom is not something that you learn, really. It's something you receive. It's a gift from God. First Corinthians says, Jesus is the wisdom of God. So when you see wisdom here, read Jesus, okay? I just wanted to, to, to help us here. So escape quickly from the company of fools. They're a waste of your time and a waste of your words. Isn't that the case? Think about, and I've wasted some relational time before, think about those friends, that person, you know, who just, okay, I call them the cray-they. Got any cray-they in your life? The cray-they will wear you out. Blow up your phone. You can give them counsel. You can help them and pray with them. And they're still going to be straight jacket crazy next year too. You know that crazy person in your life, you see the whites of their eyes when they talk. They invade your personal space. It's like, whoa, you know? Cray, say it, cray, the cray they. Move away quickly. It doesn't mean you're mean to them, but, but life is too short to hang out with cray people. Any effective person, check this out now, who loves Jesus, the devil himself will try to put about 10 cray-theys in their life and you'll waste so much time craying with the theys that you'll miss the people that God wants you to really do life with. We should love everybody, even the crazy people. I've got them in my life, so do you. But you gotta keep them at bay. Oh, this rhymes on the dime every time. Peace of mind, yours and mine. I love it. Also, we have the decay they. The decay they, those are the people that just rot away in your life. And I talked to a, I talked to a lady at a store. Let me see, today is Sunday. It was this past Thursday. And she said, you know, my home was devastated by the recent hurricane. And she said, it was interesting. It didn't seem that bad, but water just seeped in in all these weird places. And after a while, she said, my husband and I began to smell this stench and the stuff had just seeped in. Water got in everywhere. You show me somebody in your life who is the wrong they and their convictions, really their lack of convictions, their values will seep into your life and one day some, something smelt. No, no, it's not you. They've rotted in your relationships. You can't have people that close to you who are decaying your life. No, heck to the no. Then you got the fray they. Any fray they? Those are people just kind of on the edge, on the fray. And they're kind of with you for a season, but then they're gone for a reason. Just kind of fray, fray, fray. Cut the fray, man. Cut the fray. Move away quickly from them. Maybe you have some who are stray. 
they people. Stray they. Stray they are people who will lead you astray. Read the book of Proverbs. And I encourage you to do this. 31 chapters, 31 days. Read the book of Proverbs. It connects friendships with walking. So we have a choice. We either walk in wisdom or we walk in the path of foolishness, which means you're open, or folly. We have this fascination with folly. People who are stray, they, they go, come on, come on, come, come folly with me. Come on, come on. Let's just, let's, let's, let's take the trolley and go play some folly. Are you feeling me? And one day you look up and go, how did I do that? What happened to me? I'll tell you what happened. You were walking with the wrong they. You were with the stray they. Then there, it keeps going, the betray they. I mean, betrayal happens. It's very, very difficult to deal with betrayal. It only happens with people that you trust, that you let in to your squad, your posse, your team, your group. <gasps> Social media? Woo-hoo-hoo! Talking about betrayal. And social media is kind of redefined friends, right? Unfriending you. I'm not following you anymore. You know? And that brings me to the next day. After the betray they, stay away from them. The display they. The display they are are people who always try to one-up you. I just kind of click. The bar's been raised. Oh, you just got back from a vacation in Cancun? (laughs) Well, I chartered Bill Gates' yacht, and we sailed the Greek Isles for two months! Oh, man. I'm a nobody. I'm worthless. Social media, I mean, I fall into the same trap. I'm scrolling through it going, man, they live the life of an A-lister of a rock star. I really am a failure. (laughs) You know, so funny, yesterday, I had to confess this. Yesterday, I was out fishing, and and, uh, uh, (laughs) I I took a selfie. This this was a joke. I took a selfie, and it took me like, I hate to, I'll, I'll confess that we're in church. It took me like eight different photos to do a selfie, because I had my shirt off, where I look good, and finally, I got an angle where I was really flexing, and I sent it to my wife. And of course, she was laughing, and I said, Lisa, I hate to confess this, but it took me eight shots, you know, because I've, you know, the older you get, it's just things just, you know, sag. But... So I'm saying to you is this. I'm saying social media and your friends and stuff, all this stuff, it's this highlight real living. It's not real. So if you're around somebody and they're always one-upping you or hashtag name-dropping, give me a massive break. Call me a taxi. (laughs) Relationships to walk to. (laughs) Proverbs 13, chapter 20. It says, be friends... Remember, that's the foundational relationship involved in everyone's natural domain with those who are wise. And you'll become wise, okay? Choose fools to be your friends 
and you'll have trouble. The right they always has he uppercase in the middle. He. I mean, they, they're people who love God with the totality of who they are and they love their fellow men. They know and they have been a part of this change that Jesus has brought about. And it segues into their friendships and their relationships. How many singles do we have here? If you're single, lift your hand. You're single, okay. Wow, I love singles. This is the best place to meet somebody. This is the most unpopular scripture verse to those who were dating in the Bible. And when I read it, you're gonna say, come on somebody. But, but I'm telling you, it's true. Second Corinthians, it's God's word. Chapter six, that's right, verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship, great name for a church, can light have with darkness? Oh my goodness gracious. If you believe that, which we do, it's the word of God, two thirds of the potential candidates are off the table. Some are like, man, is God being capricious or cruel? Is he being discriminatory? Is he profiling? No, he has our best interest in mind. Why does God insist? Okay, let me give you an example of this. I'll tell you why God insists of being equally yoked. Because he cannot imagine and he does not want two people being together in marriage who cannot share or dating who could not share that which is most near and dear to their heart, a relationship with Jesus. The other day, I was speaking, I was speaking somewhere, sat down before I was speaking, and sat by this guy, I mean, he just looked boring, you know, kind of. And I'm thinking to myself, what am I gonna talk to him about, you know, while we're eating before I speak? And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to kind of converse with him, trying to pull stuff out. And finally, I just said, uh, hey, um, what do you like to do recreationally? Uh, well, I really like to fish. Fish! That's my favorite thing in the world, fishing. If it has fins and scales, I'll chase it. Fish, I said! You like to fish! And he was like... Boom, we connected. Now I'm passionate about fishing. So is he. We had that connection. That pales in comparison to the connection of Jesus. That's why God insists on it. Also too, God insists because, check this out, when you get married, uh, there's a great chance you'll have kids. It just happens. So when you have kids, you see the genius of God we're operating off the same set of plans when we're equally yoked. We trade in our agenda, our plans, for God's plan. Because raising kids is not easy. But here's, here's, here's something that'll help you. Just take your kids to church. It's very simple. You take them to church 
And don't say, well, what do you want to do this morning? Do you want to go to church? <laughs> My friends aren't there. Hey, you're the parent. You're the parent. You say, in this house, we're going to church. I don't care what the situation is. We're going to church. God's house. The bride of Christ. Can I rap for a second? You know I'm a, you know I'm a frustrated hip-hop artist. I have a rap. I have a rap. I have a rap. Now, now, now parents, let me tell you this. Sometimes you'll have to just go Jay-Z on your kids. So if, you know, if they're not listening to you, if they're giving you this or that, have some kind of attitude, you just go Jay-Z on them. Here's, 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 here's the rap. It's called the parent map rap. Are you ready for it? So when they start talking back to you, I don't want to go to church. My friends aren't there. Just go, whoa, I'm the parent. I'm legit. There's no use arguing. You might as well quit. You can roll your eyes and say it's not fair. You're telling God you really don't care. So do what I say all the time. Then your life will have serious rhyme on the dime. Yours and mine. Peace of mind. Just rap. You think I'm kidding you. Another reason why God insists on spiritual compatibility, I'm talking about the man-woman relationship. How about when you argue? Arguments happen in marriage. Guess what? When I became a believer, when I took the hand of Jesus, the ultimate friend here and forever, boom came inside of my life. The Holy Spirit is inside of my life. And I have the ministry of reconciliation. So when I have messed up, even the Bible tells me when I'm 0.1% wrong, and Lisa is like 99.9, which is rare, rare, but I'm just, she's not here, so I can say that. I am called to do what? Because of the cross, vertical, horizontal, to reconcile. To say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And that, see, see the genius of God? And, and, and listen, when you apologize, this is not an apology. Let me tell you what's not an apology. Hey, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. What in the world is that? Hey, I'm sorry if you took it the wrong way. What? In other words, you're an emotional basket case. You're hypersensitive. No, when you apologize, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Will you forgive me? That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how we do it. So, yoked, some are like, I don't like yolks. I like egg whites. No, no, a yolk. Is a, is, a, is a piece of farm equipment. You hook up animals with the same nature, same strength, and they help you plow in straight lines. So you have a couple of oxen. It's oxen. You're fine. Equal size, strength, nature. You're gonna plow in straight lines. 
Well, you would never think about hooking up an oxen and a donkey. Different nature, different strength. I mean, it's gonna be chaos. Again, you see the genius of God. In Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 10 says, do not plow with an ox or a yoke together. Why? Well, I'm a white guy. Donkeys eat poisonous plants. And in some cases, their breath is so toxic, it can make the oxen sick. And some oxen have died because of it. What kind of breath does this person have that you're dating? I'm not talking about halitosis, I'm talking about halitosis. Call me a taxi, let me get out of here. I'm preaching better than you're shouting. Okay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, right now uh, spur the oxen to the barn because I've gotta go through really, really quick, some quick character qualities from the book of Proverbs regarding who are the right people to walk with. Number one, they have to be teachable. You gotta hang out with people that want to learn, who are open and who listen, also who ask questions. Ask questions. Don't ever stop asking questions. Ask questions. When I ask, I'm always seeking knowledge. Get your ask in gear and ask questions. Proverbs 9, 9, give instruction to a wise man and he'll still be wiser. Teach a righteous guy or girl and they will increase in learning. So instruction, you've got you know, I'm receiving information, you're asking questions, so you have this beautiful, teachable thing going. Oh, I'm not Mr. Arrogant or, or Miss Narcissistic person, no, no, no. I'm teachable, I don't have everything figured out yet. Help me, show me. Number two, they better be honest. They better be honest. Do not tolerate lying at all. Well, he just has a little lying problem. Run, head for the hills. <laughs> Proverbs eleven three says the integrity of the upright guides them. Is this person is this person integrous? But the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. The word integrity comes from the word integer. You got a whole number. The fools in your life and mine throw out fractions. You don't really know about the cray. The decay, the prey, the stray, the betray, the display, just fractions. But there's a wholeness to someone who's honest. Number three, encouraging, encouraging. I want people to encourage me and you do too, not discourage me. And I don't mean they, they, they don't tell the truth, we know that. I don't mean that, that every single word is like you're the greatest and I love you and I mean that's, some of that's like Give me a break, man. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying to you. It can be too much. But, but they encourage you. I want to go, I want to hang out with people where I'm celebrated, not tolerated. Number four, yielded. Yielded. They need to be yielded. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, 3, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. 
I, I commit everything to God. Everything. Everything to him. Again, Matthew 22, the totality of who I am. Heart, soul, mind, body, future. Mold me, break me, shake me. I'm yours, God. And I've got to do life. I've got to walk with someone who's yielded. And, and I love that word commit, don't you? Because in our culture, we'd rather quit than commit. We'd rather throw in the towel than stay in the game. We'd rather bail out than blast through. We'd rather leave than last. But too many people have that vow forgetting, work faking, job shaking mentality that runs from commitment. I want people to have a commitment track record. Look at her, look at him, look at that person over there. Look back in their life, are they people of commitment? I just spelled they, did you get it? Did you get that? Teachable, they're honest, they're encouraging, and they're yielded. We spend so much time and energy, oh my goodness, trying to find the best dentist. The best person to sell the apartment complex or, or the building or the house. We spend so much time, oh, I've got to get the best accountant. We've been so, we spend so much time, I've got to have somebody to train me. The best trainer, who is it? And if you live in Dallas, you spend all this time trying to find the best plastic surgeon. We waste so much time. Oh, the best golf coach. The best, I mean, we spend so much time doing that. And good for you, good for you. How much time though do we really spend studying and training for the right day? Which far outweighs anything else. Are you ready to walk with the right day? Are you ready to turn and leave I don't mean to diss them or to be rude, to leave, you know, the wrong day and to begin to walk with the right day. It begins with Jesus. Study his life, watch his life. And it really begins, I'm talking about the crux of the matter is it begins with a decision to know Christ because he has extended his nail-pierced hand to every single person. And Jesus says, I wanna be your forever friend. I wanna walk with you here and through eternity. Have you received Jesus? Have you received the Lord? Because that, friends, is the most important friendship Ever. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this great church. I thank you for the joy of our salvation. I thank you for laughter. But God, I thank you for the directness of your word that gets up in our chili and in our grill, especially about friendships. And Lord, I know a lot of people here need to continue to move toward the right they. Some here are so immersed in the wrong day, it's time for you to go, okay, Lord, I'm ready. 
I, I'm, I'm going to do an about face. I'm going to repent and I'm gonna turn to you because I believe and know, Jesus, that you change everything, that you change everything. Jesus, change me. Others here, again, you need to receive Jesus into your life. How do you do that, Ed? I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a relationship. You, 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 you make this decision by saying, God, I have messed up. I've sinned. I've committed turnovers and mistakes. And you're so awesome. You could have left me in this mess, but you sent Jesus to live righteously, to die sacrificially, to rise bodily. And right now, in the midst of my sin, I turn from that and I take that nail-scarred hand of you, Jesus. And the moment you said that prayer, Jesus, take me. He forgives you and cleanses you. You're a new person. You're born into the family of God. And he's gonna show you relationships like you've never, ever seen before. So Father, we give this time to you. I thank you for this celebration at Celebration Church. And may you continue to move and prompt us. We ask all these things in Christ's name. There's some of you in here today and, and at our other locations and at Fellowship Church. Yep. There's some of you in here and you're like, you know what? I've been far from God. I'm away from Jesus. You need to reach up and take his hand yes. today. He's extended his hand of forgiveness, friendship, and love to you. So right now, here's what, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like, if, if that's you, I want you to respond by reaching up with one hand right now. You're, that, that's you. I want you to lift it. I want you to lift it high. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Yes, yes. That's right. Yes, yes. Yes, our other locations at Fellowship Church is raised. Here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you now to be bold. Listen, I was thinking what Ed was talking about. Think about all the things that we weren't embarrassed to do yes. when we were living in the world. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you all the That's things good. that I used to do with no shame That's right. when I was living for the world. How much more is it so important wow. when we're taking a stand for God and we're showing That's solidarity awesome. with yes. Jesus that that we should be bold. That's right, Stovall. So what I want to do, and I want our, our campus pastors at Celebration and at Fellowship Church to kind of come to yep. the stage. If you raised your hand, I want you to come down here, and we're going to pray for you right now. Come yes. on, my man. Come on right here. Let's do it. Come on down here. Come on down here. And I'm going to ask no one, please leave. This is, this is the, we, we want to end this together. I'm so proud of y'all. I'm so proud of y'all. Come on down to all of our locations. There might just be one. There might, it, it's, it's not about how many, it's just about, how are you doing? You. Awesome. Awesome, man, you bet, man. You bet, you bet. Awesome. Awesome. Come on down here. We're about to, we're about to close. I'm going to please ask it. Just, just give us a few more minutes here. Because this is the other part of this. Whose hand have I not shaken? Down here. Awesome. Awesome. So here's the other part of this. Hey, Ed, sir, sir. as soon as you finish shaking hands, yes. I want you to share the story 
of uh, of your friend that you play basketball with okay. at Florida State. That's the other part of this I want to do before we pray and before we dismiss. I, um, I had the opportunity, as I told you, to, to play basketball a lot. And I played with a guy, his name was Larry. I spent so much time with him in practice, games, traveling, whatever. But as far as off the court, we didn't hang out that much because he was kind of doing one thing and I was, I was doing another. I was a you know, Christ follower then and he was not. And, and more and more he started hanging out with the wrong they. And I'm, I'm like, man, and I, I, it just really, really hurt. And then one day he just kind of left. He kind of just checked out. And I didn't see him for a long time. It was like 10 years passed by. And now and then my brothers and I would talk and, and some of my friends, man, I wonder what happened to that guy. That guy was so awesome, great family, great player, blah, blah, blah. And then one day I got this phone call 10 years later and my friend goes, Ed, have you heard about Larry? I go, no, no, no. He said, are you sitting down? I said, yeah. He said, Ed, Larry just murdered somebody and he is in the penitentiary. It's all over the news. I'm like, Larry? You've got to be kidding me. So the next time I was in the area where Larry was, was housed in this state penitentiary, they allowed me to get in, in in the inside and I went out into a prison yard and sat on a picnic table and waited for him. I was by myself. And, and Larry came out and, you know, I'd spent so much time with him. So of all, I, I saw him, just I knew it just, just by his walk at first. Isn't it interesting? I've been talking about walking. Just his walk. And when he got up next to me, I could see, man, the tears. He was just broken. I felt so horrible for him. Just the embarrassment, the shame, the guilt. So we sat down on that picnic table with me after we hugged. And I said, man, I got to ask you, Larry. I mean, where did it go wrong? I mean, we were like together in the backcourt and blah, 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 blah. And he began his story with a phrase that I've heard hundreds of times ever since when people have major issues. He said, I had these friends. They. And that was really, so of all, what the Holy Spirit used to even do this book on they. That story, the power of they. And I'm, I'm telling you, Stovall, whenever I've had the opportunity to talk to anyone in a difficult situation, if you begin to ask them the story so many times, and in, in times I've made the wrong relational choices too. I'm not, hey, I'm not perfect. I had these friends, but we can move from that. Here's the grace and mercy of God to now I have new friends. I have these friends, Come on. you know? Yeah. I have these friends. Awesome. So here's, here, here's, here's what I wanna, wanna do as we close. And I can tell you this from my life, okay? I remember, you know, I was in the whole bar, club, drug scene. And I, I totally surrendered my life to Jesus. And he saved me. And I was on this new path. And I was in this seat. Like, these were the only friends that I had. You see what I'm saying? So I would still go out. I'd go to the clubs with him. I wouldn't do anything really I wouldn't do anything really bad. I was saved. These are the only friends that I had. And I'd met just a couple of friends uh, in church, okay? Thank goodness, Chris Brooks, the other bouncer at the club, he got, he got uh, saved. So there's just a couple of us. 
And uh, I'll never forget, man, I was kind of getting just slopped, just kind of back end or whatever, nothing, not doing anything like I did before. And I'll never forget, I was out with them one night and we just come out of this bar. And man, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Stovall, don't ever go in that place again. Wow. And, and here's, what, here's what God meant by that. Stovall, listen, your time in this place of life is over. If you're gonna move forward in me, yes. you have to disconnect from this and you've gotta That's really right. connect right. to the church yeah. and to the, the right they that are in your life. It's so, so important. So what I wanna do before we pray, you might say, man, I've, you know, I've received Jesus, but you know right now you're with the wrong they. And you need to make that disconnect. You can still be their friends, all that. Jesus was a friend of sinners. We're talking about fellowship. We're talking about what Ed said. We're talking about who you do life with, okay? I'm gonna add to this altar call. If you'd say, Stovall, I need to disconnect from a they that's pulling me away from yeah. God, and I'm ready to connect more to the right they yes. that's gonna help me move forward in God. I want you to come down here. At all of our locations, celebration and fellowship, right. I want you to to join us right now for that. Come on, come on, give my hand everybody. This is right. so important. They're coming down. So important. This is family, this is family right now. Awesome. I love it, man. I love it. 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 Come on, keep clapping, church. This is a big deal, man. It's scary. It's it's fearful. Yeah, come on. It's fearful when you leave what you've known That's many right. times. It's, it's new. It's awesome. Bow your heads and repeat this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. And Lord, I walk with you from this day forward. I grab a hold to your hand of forgiveness and friendship. Now, now don't repeat this, just watch this. I'm gonna watch. We're gonna repent, okay? Repent means change of mind. We're gonna change our mind about where we've been. We're gonna change our mind. We're gonna make a turn, amen? To Jesus and the right they, okay? So say this, say, Lord, I repent of my sins and Lord, I turn to you and to the right they, to the people that you have in my life that's going to help me in my relationship with you. I thank you for forgiveness and everlasting life. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Let's give God a big, big hand clap.